Shanti and uh, Ja Rule are putting out a, a duet album to combat the Carters album. <laughs> Why is it to combat it? They, they literally <laughs> is said they, this a war? I, I don't know. They were like, they saw Jay-Z and Beyonce's album and they were like, we can do this that This album's too. too expensive. We need to put out one that's far cheaper. <laughs> we can do that too. I think that's the part that I love the most is that they saw that like, oh yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> We're Shanti and Ja Rule. <laughs> that's the part that kills me is they're like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we both have talent and money. <laughs> and no repercussion from the fire festival. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, they should update some of their songs from like when they were popular. Uh, I think that was 2011. So it should be like your lips, your eyes. I don't really know who you are, baby. Am I roboting? No. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. I like those are the first words you choose, but you are no. Actually, like crazy. actually, I've been talking like this whole time, you but I forgot I here. didn't start my voice meter. You just and I was. I was talking about that um, their album will be the great value version of the Carters. He has a point. That, that's good. Very... Walmart's everywhere. That's also true. I don't want to. I don't want them to be the great value version. I want them to be that obscure thing that you see once and then never see. I want them to be on Spotify. And when you look at their uh, plays, it has that less than sign and a thousand. Oh my god! I mean, I just—I I, I wasn't ready for this. I, I woke up this morning and I was like, "Hey, today's a good day. I'm gonna do a lot of productive things. It's gonna be a great show." And then you were like, "Ja Rule and Shanti are doing an album." And I was like, "What?" Quote from Ja Rule. <laughs> now I'm just uh, I'm off the rails. Man. On a tweet that was sent out on June 23rd, iconic, the Carters' new album is dope. Adashanti, I think we should do one of these joint albums. <laughs> Are they married? No, they're just no. bored. <laughs> yeah, because when was the last time either one of them had a hit? 
Probably uh, last week if they're thinking about doing an album to go up against the Carters. Like, I feel like, what is Ja Rule going to really rap about? Like, no one wants to hear, like, I feel like, little niggas, I I feel like all of Ja Rule's raps now are pretty much like what I would rap about, because we pretty much do the same things. He's like, man, I hate having to wake up and go to work every day. I hate that I have to go. I hate that I can, I can have to eat off the dollar menu at McDonald's because I'm saving up so I can, I, I bet he's just like, I have an assessment in my condo. That's what he's rapping about is real stuff. Like, I feel like that's what I'm going to hear from him and I don't want to hear about that from him because I live that. Suits, little niggas, I love it when you notice me, baby. Cheeseburger, small fries, I. <laughs> The the crazy part is like uh what was it about a, about a year or so ago, um somebody from the Levitar show had heard that he was supposed to be performing at some sort of Mexican restaurant in um in California, <laughs> and they and so they actually called him was like this can't be real so yeah. they actually called Perform. him and he was like nah 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 whatever and then um actually someone confirmed that he was supposed to be there and then after the Levitar show then he canceled it. Is it is it really performing if he's bringing you your dishes and your chips? Isn't that just waiting tables? Yo chips, yo fries, don't touch the plate, it's hot. Guacamole on the side, ah. Burrito supersized, ah. <laughs> Glad to get some fish chips, baby. Harder sauce in your eye. <laughs> before I do this next one, I just want to let Don't y'all know. Don't forget the queso, baby. Because it's a table of 16, gratuity is automatically going to be included. All right, let's, <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> Where would you be without food? <laughs> Thank you for uh, coming to this restaurant. We're not always there when you call, but the food will be here on time. <laughs> food always late. It's like, I, I thought it was on time. He's like, hey, it's never when you call, but it's always right. No, it's not. I called 20 minutes ago. Well, the next time you should holla, holla. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... If you, you know really what? want another, hey, here we go. Holla, holla! If you decide that you want a second empanada, <laughs> that actually works. That works really well. <laughs> you know what? I want to make sure that I clarify this. I bought Vinny Vetti Vici, his first album, and I really did for the better part of two years think he was the next dude. Me too. Right. I actually, no, I went a step further. Before that album came out, Def Jam was doing a promotion where if you bought a Def Jam album or bought a Def Jam CD, it came with another CD with some perspective stuff. And almost all of them had a a Ja Rule song or a freestyle on it. Yeah, because that's like I was, a version of uh, Bitch Better Have My Money that he does that, like, was on that but wasn't on Vinny Vetti Vici because I remember, like, looking for that song. That was a song that made me like him. Yeah, I, so I was buying Def Jam albums just for that. 
<laughs> Not even people you even like. It's like ah, the brat. Maybe. Yeah. Like, what's that? Like, what's that? John Rule track. Who the fuck? Who the fuck gives a gives a shit about the Death Squad album? I bought it. I love Death Squad. You do not get on Death Squad. I love them at the time. I love them at the time, but in, in retrospect, like if that was probably in my mind one of the greatest groups that did nothing, and I didn't understand the effects of weed at the time. Now understanding it, I get that entire group. It's like, yeah, they both they will all get together. It would smoke so much they'd all lose perspective and motivation, and that's what we would get. It's just this kind of like. Weird ass, we didn't really try album. Bigger, bigger letdown. Death Squad, Flip Mode, or Slaughterhouse. I, I'm gonna go Slaughterhouse. Squad too. They, they have the, they have the, they have the upside. Like they, all of them are really good at what they do. They just couldn't do anything together. I think the problem was is like, uh, like if you're gonna do a track where you have rappers with similar flows, you're gonna have the baton it, right? So like uh like um fucking uh Kui, not the Kuya Harmony, but fucking I was just ah uh, uh Lucini, um the song by Camplo. Those are two dudes with very similar sounding voices and very similar sounding flows, and so they just baton it. Like one does a little bit of the verse, hands it off, another one does a little bit of the verse, hands it off. None of the dudes from Slaughterhouse will do that. They just they, they want their own verse, and then what happens is they, they take their own little verse, and then the other dude is like, well, I can't sound like old dude, so he'll try something else, and it won't sound that great. And the other dude is like, well, I can't be like old dude or old dude, so he'll try something else. You just end up with all this like scattershot, like half rhythmic, half like singing bullshit that doesn't make any sense when you're like, this is not what I expect from any of you. Like, why do y'all just baton it? Just like. You run half this verse, hand it off, let him take the punchlines. Like, just work it together. Yeah, like the locks. It's like, right. It's almost like there's too many egos. Are you like Clips? Fucking Clips. I, to this day, cannot listen to a Clips song and distinguish between Malice and Push. <laughs> I can't. I, you could be like, uh, which one is that? And I'd be like, that's either Pusha or Malice, but that's Clips. That's who that is. But like a lot of people. No, uh, what's your uh, okay? Here's how I figured it out. <laughs> Push has the higher pitch in which his you voice. wouldn't expect. <laughs> which you wouldn't expect. You would think he would be the deeper one, but no. Push is the higher register. Yeah, that's yes. that's actually how you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way you can tell. <laughs> and and honestly, I think there are a lot of people who until they saw a video of him did not realize that wasn't just one dude. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it. And then like no one watched the funeral, so it wasn't until grinding that we actually saw them. Yeah. I mean I mean I'm local so I I mean I am local so I did see the Grindin funeral. Was the first time I saw Grinding was the first time I saw him. Like I I saw the funeral later after seeing Grinding was just looking for that's, that that's, that's pre pre braids push. <laughs> <laughs> Fade push, yeah. Fade push. <laughs> Yo, I think the crazy part about that is, like, they rock so heavily with with uh, Pharrell that a large part of their career is in part to Pharrell. When you look at it, there are a lot of people who owe like their careers and their hits to Pharrell. Pharrell has a lot of hits. Bruh, let me tell you, 
let me tell you, um, on um, Father's Day weekend when I uh, was driving, um, some, something came on. I can't remember what it was, and it made me think of the Neptunes. So I pulled up uh, Google Play, and I did a, a Neptunes playlist. It's so and Bruh, it was so many hits, and then like weird shit that I had never heard before. Like, like I mean, I know oh, he had a whole rock band. They had two or yeah. three rock bands that they produced whole albums yeah. for. But like doing doing shit for like you know like they made Madonna sound cool. Like, yeah. how do you make Madonna oh. sound cool this year? Fucking, like, fucking ape shit is Pharrell with the Migos. Which, by the way, is one thing I, I think is Pharrell with Quavo together. And, like, uh, when Beyonce does the Lambo part, Quavo in the ad lib does the skirt, skirt, uh, the skirt, 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 like the, but he mm-hmm. does it like an audio tone. So it's like, skirt, skirt, skirt. And it makes me, like, die laughing every time I hear it. He's like, skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, and it's, it's dope, how do you make skirt, skirt melodic? I mean, it's dope, but it's, I mean, it's actually very melodic. Well, dope, what, I've been, just like, <laughs> what I've been striving to do uh, for all of our family trips we've taken in the past two weeks, because we dropped the kids off at camp, we picked up kid off from camp, we went up to Portland for my cousin's graduation. Every time a song would come on, I realized that I could tell if it was a Migos-type beat by one thing. Um, any rap song, if it's a Migos type beat, you know if you can fit that in it without changing the the tempo or the 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 sound of it or anything. So if somebody else is rapping like one of these kids that that my kids had on their playlist, and they had a lot of horrible people on the playlist, including Big Shaq, but we won't go there. Um, if you can fit, apparently he's not hot. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Wait, that's your. <laughs> I, I love that. You're just like, your bop. <laughs> you must not have heard the song yet. No, I haven't. We heard it last. We heard wait, it last is this week. The, wait, what's no, on the last song? show? In the gun. Oh, okay, never mind. That was on the last show. You played it in, mm-hmm. in its entirety. Yeah, I did, unfortunately. I apologize for nothing. Of course you don't. Am I supposed you to? Should. Oh, and you shouldn't. This is what this it's, is what the internet is all about. It's human nature. I'm not your bitch. Don't put your shit on me. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think, don't bash the SWG I think song. He was doing. I think he was doing Madonna. I was doing Madonna. Oh, I was. I just immediately jumped to the SWG because I just heard it this 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 uh, week. No, My bad. no. Did I say something wrong? Oops, I didn't know. I couldn't talk about sex. No, you can totally talk about whatever you want to, man. Did I uh, come on too strong? I didn't know I couldn't speak my mind. But I'm not sorry. I really did think that the Carters should have had their iconic picture of them looking up at the Louvre, changed all covers of my albums, and then said they're learning from the master. It's human nature. I thought you were going to say, did I come on too strong? Or maybe too strong should have been standing there. White people, white people. I see what you did there. White people can't put up a Instagram post and say that they're the master about black people, huh? I can't. I'm not sorry. It's human nature. Apparently, the new thing is doing something horrible and then not apologizing. 
which is the mantra for white people for forever. Yeah. Are we surprised by that? No, it just, it's not just white people. I feel like a lot of people are rolling just kind of, it feels like the world is getting a lot more towards the ends of just fuck you. Like, grandma would say we are, we are definitely in our last days. Yeah, but they've been saying that for a hundred years or more at this point. I would say, as a society, we are, we are starting to get way more insulated. And it's, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out because, uh, we can't stay insulated forever. <laughs> Fam, they, they came out to Hope Solo, dog. Now, she has some issues on her own, but they came out to Hope Solo when she was talking about U.S. soccer. And she was just like, uh, we're not qualifying for the World Cup because the people most interested in soccer in this country, the Latinos, are being pushed out of the fucking country. And then we're not, you know, we're not engaging the people who would be most uh, excited about this and probably the most capable. We're just pushing them out of the country oh, and oh, we're oh, alienating oh, black oh, people and the Latinos. Oh, whoa, Hope. Whoa. Whoa, you're, dangerous. You're, venture, you're venturing dangerously into some territory there. How about this? We're not no, engaging they, they, in it. We're, we, we're not. Our entire population is not being engaged in soccer. And that's why, truthfully, we have a large percentage of the population that doesn't feel safe to enjoy soccer, doesn't have access to soccer fields. So there's a lot of talent that may not be getting grown that's going to other sports. That's I what she like said. That, yeah. was, the, that was, was her wait, whole quote. Right. Her whole quote. I only I paraphrased. How about that? Right. The way you paraphrased it, you really made it sound like, yeah, if we can get these fucking blacks and, and Hispanics in here, we might win some shit. <laughs> like, wait, what? I need the fastest kids to be interested in soccer, not football. They have slave running. They have uh, what what they call it back in the day when uh, niggas were getting fired for it. Look at them. They have running from master legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fast twitch fibers. It's just been proven that black people have more fast twitch fibers than white people, and they're just faster because of it. <laughs> um, that's that's what got Jimmy the Greek about the pants. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's exactly what he said. <laughs> it got him the entire fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was the man for a short, and he said that one thing. I mean, bum, bum, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> way to career went down that's like, that's like, <laughs> like, look, sir. So, like, as soon as he said that shit, someone was like, sir, there's the paint. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the paint, sir. Another <laughs> no, announcement all around them are just doing their best to just distance. Like, I don't know about that, Jimmy. I don't want to talk about this. Maybe we should have this conversation off air. They're just doing their best to get away from it. Just, nope. No. I am not agreeing with anything no. that he says here. Or but, like, is, is, what he's, is what he said that wrong? Yes. I need you to acknowledge that it's that wrong. It, yeah. Is it really that wrong? Like, the, the, the idea that, like, during slavery, they were basically bred uh, by the by the strongest. So here here's for a, for 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 work reasons, a, a is it a wonder so, why they ended up being stronger? So okay, so the, the, here's a few things. Uh, I would point to uh, I would say this: 
one, I think it, it takes away from individual talent. So there are a lot of talented um, athletes who are black, just like there are talented athletes who are of other races. I, I think it takes away from a person's individual talent to say, oh, well, the only reason this person's even capable of doing what he or she can do is because they were bred to do that by slavery. Two, I think it then adds this mentality to slavery as if something good came from it. Nothing good ever came from it. Three, and, and I think maybe the one that I... Nothing good, nothing good for them. Nothing, no, I, I would say nothing good came from slavery. Slavery is, and, and for, for the sake of it having been the foundation of this country and how uh, the country was able to get to a very powerful place very quickly, in that case, I think you have an extremely young country with a lot of power and look at all the turmoil that we're undergoing because it was built upon this base of immorality. I think the country is so strongly puritanical to try to cover over that extremely dark era of its, of its history. And that's all just playing into uh, this, this mentality of, of the conservative base of wanting this, this perfect world, this ideal world to hide all of the, the pain and suffering that this country has caused. So when I say nothing good has ever come from, from slavery, I mean that. Even the things that we think of, like the prosperity in itself, has been heaped upon by the guilt and, and the problems that were caused by it. So I, I think that's that's the, the biggest thing that I, I would take away from any of it. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I just I just hate that mentality. Yeah, but that's thing. but but that's but that but that's your view of it. The people who have actually prospered from it don't see it that way. Well, I mean, and and, and you're like, right. His, everything like everything you said is that more than than the present. So. Uh, just like we can look back at the 1960s and look back at the 1950s and the times beyond and the ideologies and mentalities that went behind building those eras and see the fundamental flaws within those based upon our stance in the future in relativity. So, too, once we get further away from where we currently are, we'll see the true flaws that are being dealt upon our society by the mistakes that we've made in the past. It is History is going to be a better judge of that than how we stand currently. You are correct. And all of that. But, I mean, I think that, that saying that as a statement, like I said, it really does pull away from that individual, and then ultimately it, it almost animalizes uh, uh, people of color, specifically black people who underwent slavery. I don't know what's happening with my internet right now, but you're Skyping quite a bit. I don't know if it's just me. By making it seem as if uh, um, am I getting Skypey? Um, you were. I hear you now. Okay. Uh, hold on a minute. I was going through an extender, but I'm gonna like mute my mic. For a sec, <clears throat> this is all you. I want you to tell me why you think it's completely okay to use that characterization uh, that a person who is of color was bred. I don't, I don't think it's so. I don't think it's okay to say it, but it's there's a there's a way that you can make that connection 
Like, and, and I can understand how he can make that connection where you, you look at it from the perspective of these, these people were bred and, you know, the, the idea that they were measured and, you know, like basically, basically the, the NFL combine. Whoa, echo. Um, the NFL combine, uh, they measured them and God damn echo. What the fuck was what are you talking about? There is no echo. All I hear was me talking for for when you when you first got back. I guess uh, all I heard was me talking. It was weird. I don't know if anybody else heard it, but shit, all I heard was me talking, and it just sounded really fucked up in my headphones. <clears throat> no, no, that was a hard echo. <clears throat> um, no, I can understand how he can make that connection. The fact that they were. You know, you you found the the strongest of them that that you could find, and made sure that those people made the connection so you can make more. And you did this for quite some time. Shuffled them off to other people, sold some off. You know, and basically weeded out the weak ones by making new stronger ones. It's kind of like how we would, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same thing we would do with animals, right? And that's, you know, that's the, the more, the, the, the moral issue is we treated people, well, they treated people like how we would treat animals, like dog breeding and stuff like that. Like, that's basically the same idea. So I understand how he can make that connection with these, of course, they're bigger, faster, stronger because you know, we kind of took the immoral route and we made them that way. I'm not saying that any of this is right, um, but like I can are. understand. I can understand how he can make the connection. I, I feel like <clears throat> when you say "but," it, it it's like you trying to make it all right. You racist. I'm not saying I never, it's right, but I I get it. I'm not saying no, I didn't kill his wife, but I mean he probably should have. I mean, I mean I but understand. I, understand. I understand. I understand. I know, right? That was hard. My bad. <sighs> no, but I mean, okay. So I, I feel like the the point is 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 that it, it's it's what that assessment does to a, an entire group of human beings. And yeah, that's but, why. But, but of course, that logical leap was also made by someone who was a part of the group that perpetrated this. Right. How did we get here? I'm trying to figure out how we get back to the host, conversation that got us here. Oh, yeah. So it just felt like that with Hope Solo. But I guess, it, like, in, in context, I could say, like, there's an entire population in our country <clears throat> that doesn't have access to to fields to play and children that don't get exposed to it early that go on to be, you know, incredible athletes. What if LeBron James had gotten the opportunity to actually play soccer and fell in love with it before he fell in love with basketball? You imagine a man with his like talent and IQ and natural ability. Kim Olajuwon. Yeah. Was a soccer player before he picked up a basketball. Um, you know, was it, um, Tim Duncan was a swimmer. Yeah, yeah. I you think know, it's, just, like, it's athletes getting access to to equipment, and, and to be fair, like like games like basketball or even football, 
Well, maybe not football, but basketball, I think, is <clears throat> relatively cheap to play. Absolutely, because you you don't need all you don't need the football equipment in order to play it. Right. You need you need you need a ball, a hoop, and space to play. Well, I was gonna say like, I was thinking that at first, but really for soccer, because I remember when I was uh, we we never had enough space to play football or equipment. We just needed football and like just a yard. But like you could do the same thing with a, with a soccer ball, just a soccer ball in a yard. You could do. Yeah. I think it's. Well, I think soccer is closer to basketball in that aspect. I feel like for soccer and 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 football, all you need is a, a a big space or even a street, a ball, and one black person with outrun the popo mentality. <laughs> and why did he get gonna, that fast, sir? I was gonna say I think with <laughs> with with both soccer and football, they have. Uh, skill positions that require coaching starting at a young age and, and with basketball as well. And I think there's just less access to skill position coaching in soccer. Whereas with football and basketball, there's people like yourself. There's tons of football coaches, depending upon where you live, that will be happily walk you through all the skills of, of how, of, of American football. But, but you know, who's going to teach you a, soccer? There, but there's, there's also a but in football. Um, but, um, you know, there was an article a while ago that, um, that quarterback is the new violin. Like, yeah, they can, they can teach you football. Um, but like the people with access to like really good quarterback teaching are the people who have enough money to send their kids to someone that's 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 trained that's 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 trained to teach the skills in a way that that a lot of young people don't have access to but then you i mean then you end up you end up with michael vick okay but but here's what i'm saying like even in that situation or vince young but even in that situation there's still someone here that they can send them to who do you send the, your kids to here in the States? How many people are soccer skills coaches that are American in the States that are good that you can send them to that could be, put them at a world level compared sure. to like in other countries where there are World Cup level athletes who would gladly like who have played at a World Cup levels. Our teams can't always claim that, particularly our American athletes who have played can't claim that. And I think that. That's just kind of. I think that's that's gonna also be a, a damper on any, like moving forward for the men's team at least. At least for the women's <laughs> team, there's a solid core of players. Yo, the uh, the the U.S. men's team came for what's his name, Landon Donovan. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't qualify, well, this country didn't qualify, so he did a promotion with like BB&T or something like that, where he did a <laughs> he did a promo where he told uh, he told his people to uh, cheer on the Mexican team instead, and his team and the U.S. team came for him, for real. Nice. <clears throat> All sports stuff. I'm not supposed to know any of this. Yeah, no, you're a sports fan, man. Just Yo, uh, yeah, we're check okay out the now. fact that, like, I will say this though, uh, there is hope at least for American interest in soccer because uh, 
Seattle just sold like 47,000 in uh, a stadium here. And then uh, Atlanta and Mercedes-Benz Stadium is expected to have 70,000. They sold out the entire stadium for... Is, is, is Seattle is still sponsored world- by Microsoft? Uh, maybe yes, well, I don't I know. know. Yes, but is it because of the World Cup? I don't know. Uh, so I think in Atlanta, uh, my cousin and I were talking about this, and he made a solid point. He said in Atlanta, for it's it's a full it's full of people who have moved in. So Atlanta has, and I think for Seattle, this is true as well. There are a lot of people who have moved to this city, and they had established NFL franchises, uh, MLB franchises. And when you move into a city, you already have that from your childhood. So like not a lot of people are going to jump ship to be like, well, I was this, but now I'm a Seattle fan. So I live here. A lot of people just kind of maintain their, their allegiances. But for this, this was a team that started while people who moved in could live here and be part of this. And now it's their team. They didn't, they don't have a soccer team. So it's just being embraced by a larger culture and a larger community on top of the fact that of course it's a world sport. So for a lot of people who have moved in from other countries, this is a chance for them to at least see some live soccer. And the answer to the Microsoft question is yes, they have Xbox across their chest. I okay. told you so. Well, I mean, I just looked it up. Damn. Dang. I, I knew it. I, it it's, it's... What? Nigga. That's hey, the whole so, thing. Um, That's all I had. So, I've, I've, been playing, I've been playing Pokemon. Oh. How's that been going for you? How dare you? It's actually quite interesting. I've been playing the card game, not even like a video game. Like I've been playing the card game. You mean the one where you make up the rules, you go along? Um. Yes. I encourage analog games. But I. But okay. So I've been playing the card game, but I've been playing the online version of the card game. I do have actual cards, but they give you they give you codes. They give you codes where you can scan. Uh, you you scan in basically the cards that you bought. So like you buy a pack, they give you a code. You scan it, and or you can put you can put in the code, or you can scan it with your webcam and put the cards you just bought into the online game. What happened to the good old days when you had to look a person in the eyes and shuffle through a pack of cards that you had also put inside plastic sleeves to maintain and you do a special because I shuffle? Because I did this for my daughter and she and all of a sudden she doesn't want to fucking play. <laughs> you should just walk. Like, I guarantee you, if you look around, there is some uh, like gamer themed pub. Just walk in with your cards and be like, yo, Who's got their Pokemon cards? And, and just play. No, I would get destroyed because all I, I have a couple of starter packs, like a few boost, booster packs, but I bought I spent like forty dollars or like thirty dollars yeah, on like yeah, two two like yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's not enough. no it's not no not enough at all. Card um, games are expensive. Uh, just anyone, for anyone who doesn't play one, like I have Magic the Gathering uh, sets, and I think my best deck. And it's a budget deck that I purposely that takes advantage of like a bunch of weird rules. I think it's it's probably cheapest and best one I have is like seventy five dollars it costs to assemble, and it probably costs more than that. I just had I assembled it from cards I also already had, so it probably actually closer towards eighty or ninety dollars, and it still would get his ass kicked by like a tournament deck. Right. Ugh. 
And those but now, but now, I, but now I'm like really learning about all of this stuff, watching YouTube videos and shit. Here's the one thing about YouTube videos: um, when you're looking up um, the the card game for Pokemon, um, it's really just children and absolute fucking nerds. Like it is. I mean, you and you can't really learn this from anybody that has any measure of cool at all. Yeah, um, cool people don't do this shit. Exactly. Um, so like, I'll so like, I'll pull up a video and it'll be an instructional video on how how best to build a deck based off of this, that, or the third. Um, and I, I'm really, it's really weird saying deck a lot because yeah. it's, it, it, you know, because what it sounds like. Um, but like the. It's, I mean, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly children. <laughs> and it makes me feel really weird. Yeah, that, no one wants like, to w- look at a, a kid's deck. Right, exactly! Um, but, um. Oh, it's, it's this that, kid showed his deck on YouTube. I'm just looking at kids' decks on YouTube. Yeah, no, none of this is good. Yeah, it's like it's it's like talking about Five Guys Burgers and Fries. You have to say the whole thing because if you say anything less, if you just say Five Guys, then whatever you say with Five Guys always sounds a little bit weird. Yeah, I just got Five Guys and brought them back home. Yeah, see, (laughs) and I didn't even do my King Canive voice. And just grease was everywhere after those that Five Guys sesh. so fooled with five guys. And they stuffed my bag, yeah. Can y'all not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could not. Okay, so I do, I do want to say this. Um, as a, as an aspect of truth, you are correct, which is why I honestly don't like to play random Magic the Gathering games versus people, because overall, it's always white male nerds, and they're always dicks. No cool about them. It's either they're dicks or they're so clueless about social interaction that it's really hard to like have a good game without with them without like them just stumbling over themselves. Yeah, it's it's like sometimes it's just like playing against like a Pokemon computer. Like he's he's not worried about the social interaction at all. It's just he's just calculating and like not focused on like you know almost like, like he has like fun talk it up like be like oh this is what you want well guess what i'm a tattoo man and guess what's happening boom zombies are coming nigga like have yeah. some fun with it yeah like like, like the, the 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 banter during a pokemon match is nothing close to when you're playing dominoes yeah like oh no <laughs> What will I do if I didn't have this man of death strike? Like, is that? It's you. You have to talk a little trash. My, that's my personal. Like the the people who introduced me, I suppose, to Magic the Gathering for real as an adult, were all uh, English teachers and trash talkers, and it was fantastic. They were all cool enough to get like, and we had to hide this from all of our other uh, way cooler friends. <laughs> like all the other English teachers in that school were judging us for playing Magic the Gathering. We're all nerds. No, you just had to tell everybody y'all were going out to drink. Yeah, like oh, it, no, no, yeah, we're just gonna... no, no, you don't, you don't want to come to this. We get we start drinking, we get a little rowdy. Um, you know, Fred over there, he gets a little. Um, he's a mean drunk, so like you I'll, might I'll not want to. I'll turn it up one more notch. Uh, there's a subset of that group of friends who uh, didn't tell the Magic the Gathering friends that we also played a Star Wars tabletop RPG that involved dice because we didn't want the Magic the Gathering friends to judge us for playing a Star Wars RPG. So oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the Pokemon people 
also use dice, but in a completely different way. That's counters, right? Yeah, they use they yeah. use the dice as counters to how much damage that you're taking. Yeah, come on, I'm, I'm from I'm from MTG. I, I know how we do this. Come on, bro. <laughs> like so now I'm like, yo, I gotta go buy dice now. Like, are you serious? Actually, uh, no. Just get a app on your phone for that. You don't need to use dice for that bullshit. And like at this point, you should just use your phone. Just use an app. There's a ton of free apps on your phone that'll keep up with damage. It comes with these. The 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 starter packs come with these uh, little paper things that you just pop out, um, and it has like numbers on them, so you can count it, it that way. But no one uses phone. those. No one uses those. Fuck that. Like fuck the fuck out of that. Like let's fuck. Like dice are also kind of <laughs> dicey because you have to keep up with them. <laughs> now they come in these little boxes where you get a bunch of dice and you and you keep. Uh-huh. They come in a little plastic. At some point, you take them out of the boxes, right, and then use them. And then over the course of the game, they get scattered about. People look at them like, oh, I haven't seen a dice like this before. And you, and trust me, you're gonna lose dice. I ain't losing my dice. At, look, if I'm gonna pay for these damn dice, I'm keeping track of my own damn dice. Don't you touch my damn dice. Okay. Well, I mean, good luck with that. Because I ain't buying the cheap shit. Like, why would I buy the cheap shit? Yeah. Well, of course not. No one wants you to buy anything cheap. I feel like I mean, we've I'm, lost Rashani completely. No, I'm, I'm here. Already, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. We've lost you completely. You're like, you have. Nah. I, I really don't like when <laughs> right, I first right. heard Pokemon. I, like, I, I I tapped. But please I continue. This. No, no, I feel like there's a subset of our listeners who may be into tabletopping. Please continue. I'm good with this. I don't. But see, I don't the only my only problem right now is like all of this shit is new, and so it seems really interesting. Um, so I'm I'm interested in playing one of the games, but I don't own anything Nintendo, and I refuse. Yeah, and Pokemon Go is kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't count. Mongo like did, did they ever add battles? Like they were supposed to do that? I don't know. I, I quit playing it. Well, they do. They do have. They did have battles. So the, what you would have to do is while you were out, you uh, go to. Um, well, it's not even battles, really. It's just basically while you're out, you go to uh, one of the Pokemon schools, and whoever had their top Pokemon at that school was up, and you would fight that computer-controlled uh, Pokemon with your Pokemon. And uh, essentially, it was just uh, like just you know have a higher level Pokemon that or have one that has like the ability has like a, a counter ability, and then take over schools. And so what would happen is that like uh, once you took over a school and fought all the people were there and like took over all the levels, uh, people who were on your team could fill the levels with their own. Pokemon who were strong, and then you had to fight your way up to the levels, and then beat the strongest one with your Pokemon. So that that, was seems, like, that seems like a lot of work. Like I gotta leave the house for that. Like a lot of times it would be uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriend, or my I guess my girlfriend at the time. I think she, I think this was with my ex. Yeah, this was with my ex when that happened. But like a lot of times it would be I'd be out and just like walking around, and she'd be like, "Oh, I want to go look at this." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I just pull out, pull out Pokemon Go and see if there was a school near me. Walk towards it get close enough and then just sit down and, and just go go to town. A lot of times it was like we would be at the mall and a lot of the schools were at the mall. So you would just walk around the mall and then sit down and just go go to town on your phone for about 20 minutes. Yeah, and you know they have like different versions of that game now. Like there's a Harry Potter one and yeah. there's, there's a Jurassic Park one now. That's how innovation works. One person innovates and everyone else copies. 
Well, I mean, it was all based off of that um, that Google game, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck, what was the name of it? Uh, fuck, I used to have it. I can't remember. I used to, it, it was, uh, I didn't play it much because it, it, it legit required walking, and I lived, at the time I lived in Everett, and uh, it's a shitty place to walk because of uh, heroin. I mean, it's still a shitty place to walk. <laughs> the only person, the only person that I ever knew that actually played that game was Rob. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I know the game you're talking about. But it it, it requires you to walk around. I remember uh, I had a so I had a, a dude that I met at a museum. Long story short, he told me about that game, and he was the one who told me about Pokemon Go. And we were talking about Pokemon Go, and then I started playing that game, and I was like, "Well, this is cool, but I can't be walking around Everett, bro. Like, especially not with my phone out." Like, there's too many drugs. Like, I lived in a, a really bad place at the time because that was what I could afford. Like, I lived in the type of place where, like, where, like, 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 if like if a girl came to to visit or stayed at my place, no matter what time I walked, whatever time she left, I walked into her car because I felt like she would disappear if I didn't. And not like disappear, like never come back and see me again. I mean, like she would get killed if I didn't. Random, like you are f- from the area, you should know whatever it's like, Roshani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Like I never felt unsafe, but there were notices on my door occasionally about how people were kicking in doors and robbing people, and how you should be on the lookout for that. Uh, there are also like, like notices about making sure that you locked your balcony doors because people were climbing in and robbing people on the balconies. So, I mean, I was pretty happy when I moved. Ingress. This is the name of the game. Yeah, that's it. And it's just, I'm not going to do... Like, I was like, I can't walk around the city and do this. And occasionally I try to play in Seattle, but I, I, don't, I don't like walking around Seattle either. And it's more just, uh, I, I don't trust the drivers in Seattle when you're walking as a pedestrian. I like to be able to look. I don't like listening to music either, like while walking in Seattle for that very reason. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I wouldn't want to walk around um, Richmond, like downtown Richmond. I mean, I live on the outskirts, so I'm cool. But, um, yeah, walking around Richmond doesn't seem like a great idea. So Drake dropped a double album. And 99% of it is boring as shit. I, I didn't I didn't bother. I, I didn't either. I did. I I did. I did. Y'all, y'all don't even have to mutter about it. I, I did. And there's like the double albums because one album is all rap and the other album is like him singing. And um, it seems like it wouldn't have been a double album if Pusha T hadn't said shit because now Drake has <laughs> to act like he um, was always going to talk about his son on his album. So now he has like three songs about his son. And then one song about his relationship with his son's mom and how their co-parenting isn't working out, which I understand as a co-parent, you know, especially when you're um, like Nisha and I were talking about it. And there's a lot of thought that there's a there's this um, misbelief that uh, 
just because you're successful, you're rich, co-parenting is supposed to be easy when it's not. It's not always the easiest thing in the world. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's really difficult. But um, Nisha was saying, what if it, it's simply that she uh, wouldn't allow him access to his child? Um, you know, he's always on tour, Your Honor. I, I need to have full custody. And then he really was just always on tour and could never see the kid. So when she said that, it, it, it really made me think about the uh, situations that I went through when Gogo's mom and I first had split up and how acrimonious the relationship truly was um, and how uh, it was it, it, it wasn't difficult to see Bella because her her mom was working all the time. So I always had, you know, go, go with me, but, uh, it was still once, uh, her mom found out that, uh, Nisha and I were getting married, then it became really, really just toxic and acrimonious for a while. Oh, there. seriously. I'm, I'm glad to say that it's, I'm glad to say that it now we're, uh, in a, in a place where it's actually working, but that's literally 12 years later. So Drake and his, uh, and his son's mom are maybe less than a year into this. Yeah. Um, and it took, it took six months for me. And so, no, it didn't. It, 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 it's still, you're still. No, 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 no. Meaning, meaning it, it took, it took six months for us to get past the hurt of the separation and actually become co-parents bro from uh it 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 it's more than just the co-parenting thing it's also the oh you got a relationship well don't you want this back like that was happening on both sides of our relationship for uh uh myself and for nisha like when our significant when our exes found out that we were getting married then all of a sudden it was oh you don't want this old thing back why don't you come over here and let's talk about it and it's like no nah, i'm good Oh yeah, mine was one. Mine was one-sided for a while. Well, yeah, I know. Um, but Drake has this song where he's talking about uh, his relationship with his with his son's mom, and that he hopes that one day they can see eye to eye. And I felt that song, but amongst that song, there's like ten to fifteen songs where he's like, "I'm a good guy, uh, surrounded by good women, but don't trust these hoes." <laughs> He's back on that, huh? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, how much of that is amped up, amplified because of his situ that the the situation he's going through with his son's mom. But at the same time, it's like Drake. I don't want to hear you talking about hoes. I really don't. We're in a completely different era now, and and there's I'm, I'm finding <laughs> yeah. now that there's yeah there's you you went from you to, went from player dude to a father, your father now. So you got to be nothing to do with being a father. It's just growth like also, dude also remember that a lot of the women that he's trying to like slut shame are, are his fans exactly like, like have some respect well, he's for your done fans that this if whole nothing time. else yeah. he's done it this whole time and they still love him yeah and i'm not here to try to tell people who they shouldn't who they should or shouldn't listen to but i'm saying like like have some respect for your fans bro and and i'm my mindset is i'm at the point now where i cringe I do when I when I like even songs that I used to listen to. And I don't know if that's me getting old or me just like, you know what? Why am I why am I listening to this? And 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 so to hear Drake openly moan and groan about the hoes that have just tried to fuck him over and how he doesn't deal with these hoes cuz he's searching for the nice girls and like I, I'm not built for this anymore. 
I'm, I'm finally stopping out. Is he really searching for nice girls? No. <laughs> I think he's saying one thing. While his he's track record says otherwise. Things. Yeah, his track record says otherwise. <laughs> like, you're not looking for nice girls, bro. And if you are, I feel like you have a really interesting definition of nice. I think he's looking for nice girls. Yeah, nice on the mic. <laughs> See what you did there. Mm-hmm. He wants girls. <laughs> Double on Andre. He wants girls that'll spit on the mic. I feel like you're you're waiting for for another chance for another mic reference, but I feel like it's not quite there in your head yet. So you're just kind of like trying to piece it together. No, I'm not. I have a ton of them. my mind's always working. Oh, let's go, go, spit them. Uh, really. All Mike, all Mike jokes. Okay, he's looking for somebody who will go hard on the mic. He's looking for somebody who will spit on the mic. He's looking for somebody who does that good mic drop. Um, nice. <laughs> I have <these. laughs> He's looking for someone who doesn't mind an open mic. He's looking for somebody who will beam, who will beatbox on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that one might be your best one. I feel like that'll feel great too. Like. I think there's a little bit more to that though because you're talking about beating a box on a mic <laughs> a lot of interchangeable words there a lot of interchangeable words there I'm, I'm liking that, that's fun that's wordplay, that's a pun that's, that's just a good time see Drake <laughs> um, but here's the thing about Drake's album like I said, if you if you like Drake you're going to like this album Period. It's the same whether if you like uh, J Cole, you're gonna like J Cole's album. You you don't find fault in your in your faves. Um, for me personally, though, um, I feel like the 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 biggest issue with this album is that double albums never go well. Uh, and there's no such <laughs> thing as a double album on Sorry. Spotify in the era of Spotify when there's no actual albums. This is just a long ass playlists um <laughs> but, but like but like he did a double album like he did like the, he the double there's album. no albums that are coming out there's but, but the like last he, CDs, did, he did a the, double album either being sold at best buy next week there's no double album okay so he did a, a double album's worth of material he released a double album's worth of material but like you still lack it because then a couple months ago chris brown released like 40 songs and it's horrible I don't want to have to. Do you know that I drove from Sacramento to Santa Cruz yesterday, and ninety percent of that trip was nothing but listening to Drake's album. That's oh. horrible. Oh no! I don't want that much Drake in my life. I think <laughs> I, I, I think we get on Kanye for having the seven track albums, but I can deal with seven tracks. When you yeah, when you I'm, go I love, through, I love this new string of, uh, of 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 sets that are just like thirty minutes long. I'm when, cool. And when yeah, you I make a really playlist, like real talk. When you make a playlist, like a good playlist is here's my seven favorite songs. You can listen to that over and over again and not get tired of it. But by like twenty songs, unless it's something like completely. If it's for the cookout that's playing in the background. If it's for the cookout that's playing in the background, there's going to be at least six songs you're going to be like, skip that. Yeah. But, okay, so here's the problem, I think, with double albums. Like, 
it's really easy to lose a theme. And if your theme is just, I'm a rap on this album, but I'm going to sing on this one. I don't know if that's really a theme. Like, like the life, like the one that I really loved was, uh, the one that was like life and death. Was that a, a, a biggie? That was biggie. Life after death. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like one album was life and the other one was death. And like, I fucking love that. Like, I think it's, it's, well, that it's was a, because, that was because halfway through the creation process, he got into a car accident and, almost lost his life so he had a different perspective to add perfect to the perfect. other half so halfway through uh this process of making this album drake had a push a t accident and he has a different perspective <laughs> give me that album of like oh my god like before push a t after push a t like before drake like before this drake is all bombast he's like yeah nigga you can't even touch me i put meek mill down with the hush beat. i don't know what that that is i, I can't rap but he's, he does this, this like super bombastic album, and then you the can, second you can album say is Hush after. P, and, it, and we can infer that it's Hush Puppies, right? So then it's like a, a super bombastic album, and then he does this album after Pusha T disses him, and his life is in perspective. He's like, "Yo, I need to be a better father. I re- I'm reaching out to my son and my mother. This is me as a human, and I would fucking enjoy that. Like super bombastic. I can't be stopped." I just got stopped. Now this is me being a human. It could be like uh, God versus man. It, it, it would be so much fun to listen to, and it would be this wonderful introspective. His fans wouldn't turn against him because he can't do any wrong. As long as there were hot tracks on him, he would gain new fans. It would be a huge buzz about it. He could like he could joke around and like send a check to Pusher for like twenty thousand, saying thank you for the promotion on my behalf, and laugh all the way to the bank. It would be dope. But it sounds like he just made a bunch of songs. It was like double album. Well, and here's the thing. Again, and and this is what I was really trying to get to before you started talking about Chris Brown and have forty albums. Like I can't even fathom that shit. Um, Hell no. But here's the thing about it: when you have, like, when All Eyes on Me came out, it was a double album. It was two albums. When Life After Death came out, it was two separate tapes. You know, when, when E-40 came out with the Element of Surprise, it was two separate tapes. Um, and hey, E-40, huh? What? Okay, well, how do you feel about, like, Speaker Box and Love Below? It was two separate CDs. Two separate albums. And, yep. and, and so you could tell that it was two separate albums. Nigga, if you hit shuffle on accident on this, you're getting oh, yeah. 40 songs or 20 songs that are just one song's going to be him going after Pusha T for, a, for one literal sentence. And then the next song's gonna be him waking up and loving on you, baby. Why don't you drive me crazy? These hoes want to lay me. They all just wanna play me. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, it's Houston and I'm playing. And, and it's like, wh- how, what? How do we get here? Like, there's no cohesion if you don't know that this is the double album. And the nigga has one song called After Dark that is so, so sinister it is so great and it's it's on the r&b side he has a song michael jackson it's on the r&b side and it's like okay these two songs are why am i saying that the two best songs on drake's album are r&b songs also the songs that he put out the songs that are on the rap side the rapidy rap album side all the hit songs are songs he put out like four months ago i'm upset god's plan and that one where he's like, thank everybody, you for, get your motherfucking roll on. Yeah, uh, uh, thank you for what, or I'm sorry for what, or nice for what? 
Yeah, there we go. So he has three the one, songs. The one that he got clowned by um, by Lauren Hill on stage. Well, he, she actually made it to a stage. Well, let's put that out there first. But she she uh, was performing her song that he sampled for that, and she added her own verse to it. Good. I mean, she has nothing to say because she's only put out one album in her entire life. She's still touring, but still, if that's what she wants to do, that's what she wants to do. Technically, it's two, because she didn't really do a lot of the album songs on the Unplugged, right? She did a whole bunch of weird shit. Uh, I don't know. You never listened to Lauryn Hill Unplugged? No. Because I, I heard she cried. His shit all over I remember her. she cried on, uh, it's been a while since I heard it. Yeah, it's, it's, it was really weird. Like She started crying in the middle of a song. She's like, <laughs> just weeping openly. And it's like, uh, Lauren, are, are you okay? Do you want to, do you want to take and have another take? It was like, no, we're not going to do it again. <laughs> Next song. It's like, right. what the fuck, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. And I mean, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Better? Like, I'm, better looking at, I'm looking at Drake's playlist right now because just like everybody else, he put it out exclusively on Apple Music for a day. Right. For a day. And then Get that he put money it on early. Spotify. Even the Carters put their shit on everything. Exactly. <laughs> right after Beyonce was like, if I wanted to make money, Lemonade would have been out on Spotify. Nigga, I'm listening to the Carters on Spotify right now. Yep, it's fantastic. Thank God. Thank you. But uh, I was going to say, um, would it have been better if Drake had dropped the first Rapidly album and then later, like maybe a month later, dropped the second as like volume two? And then Did the Justin songs. Timberlake shit? Did the Justin Timberlake shit? Yeah, like the love and, sex, love and Sex Future Sight Sounds or whatever. No, no, it was the 2020 experience. Yeah, or yeah. That that never was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if he had done that, where he did a, a volume one, volume two scenario. So that you got, like, at the end, they were all together, but you got the opportunity to, like, ingest them separately. No. It sounds like your your biggest gripe with it no. is that you're having to take it all in at once. No. I, I'm, I'm just... I, I'm, so what if he's giving you half I'm first, simply saying that even if, he half me, even if he had given me half then and then half now, he still would have given me an album that had 12 songs, 13 songs on it, because on his... Like I was saying, on the Apple Music play on the apple music uh app it actually shows track numbers so you know it's a double album so the first album is track one through 12 okay on track on that album the only songs that i was like okay these are songs that um, i could have been feeling if they hadn't came out a long time ago were three out of 12 of those songs that's 25 percent of that album okay I okay, so, with that. so I just looked. I just looked under recent um, releases. Um, did you know Jermaine Dupri released uh, "So So Deaf" twenty five, like a twenty five year anniversary? And this shit is actually kind of flames. But here's the problem: there's not twenty five songs here. Shouldn't it shouldn't it have been twenty five songs? Why Why did you just interrupt to talk about that relevant, uh, irrelevant, short ass? Because I didn't really feel like talking about Drake anymore. I listened to y'all talk about Pokemon for. 40 fucking minutes. He's accurate on that. Sure. I'm, I'm still, we're still here for Drake. So, I, I still say like, you're correct. Like I get what you're saying about the album being like 3%, like basically 30% of it is, is, is filler, worth like, listening to. Rehab. Well, 30% of it's worth listening to. Yeah. But I feel like in that case, it almost feels like he was like, 
the the pusher like push him into a uh push the push the pusher like that disc from pusher did it like actually influence him into, into a double making, album yes because it sounds like he might have had yeah. like maybe ten nope nope he had maybe I think that it would have been a lot more of his singing ass shit on the album if pusher hadn't done anything before BP before pusher right this would have been a single album because all of a sudden now on the double album. He has to talk about his dad and he has a song about his mom and he has a song about his son and he has a son, a song about how his dad suits. He, he mentions his dad suits and how his dad is a stand up dude and all of that stuff. You cannot convince me that he wouldn't have said any of that if Pusha hadn't mentioned his son, who, by the way, no, no, the I line think, has I think been all over the place now. Uh, I wasn't hiding the I wasn't hiding my son from the world. I was hiding the world from my son. Mm. That's that is a that is a pretty good line for simple people, right? Mm. Like simple people will buy that shit. Yeah, I, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense, sir. Uh, no, it sounds like your arrival outed that you had a son before you got the chance to, when you were just waiting. So before a sponsorship deal fell through. Mm-hmm. And you really think that if you were involved in your son's life, your son wasn't telling everybody. Well, well it sounds like that point, yeah. Maybe like yeah. less than one. And the, the thing I, that, I, that, I, that, oh, that I didn't know the, how old he was. My bad. Yeah, oh, no, yeah his the, son the, is a newborn. Like, not a newborn, yeah. but he's he's pretty young. Yeah, infant would be. Yeah, he's an infant. Tal- safest way to put it. Toddler. I don't think he's toddlers. I think of walking, right? Yeah, toddlers are like walking. He's a straight up infant. But, okay. It's one of those things like. If I had never told you that, if I had never told you that, you know, or hadn't told the world that you were only planning on buying one gift for your entire family for Christmas, would you have suddenly popped up with like 12 more gifts? (laughs) Basically. Like if I hadn't told Big Mama that you were like, fuck the family, Uh, I don't care about my family, I keep them, I don't even deal with them. I'm not dealing with this. Would you have suddenly started showing up at every single family event? And like, I don't know if I feel like that was that's that's almost a given. I'm just curious as to whether or not it's was it like Drake being insecure or was it like he sent it over to A&R or to whoever he sends it to for like, hey, here's the new album. And they were like, ooh, no, no, I feel like I feel like his A&R <laughs> isn't allowed to do that anymore. I feel like Drake's A and R no. is Drake. No, I think I think he had to add these songs because he couldn't do a response because Jay Prince squashed that shit. So he had to try to pepper it through some more songs and add it to the album. Because you're not gonna release a a, a diss track after Jay Prince tells you not to. Why not? Because he's Jay Prince. I'm Drake. He's Jay Prince. I'm Drake. He is Jay Prince. We're going to keep not know doing this. I am Drake. When it's all do you said know who done, Jay Prince is? Yeah, but do you know that my name is my name? Yeah, his name is his name too. <laughs> what? So you're telling me that Jay Prince is suddenly going to hop on to Instagram and be like, everybody, stop listening to Drake's music and it's just going to dry up? No, ninety-five yeah. percent of when, when the Godfather tells you don't know who Jay Prince is. 
but but Drake knows who Jay Prince is. And that's the point. Like as as soon as the Godfather comes and tells you, yeah, I'm gonna need you not to do this. You don't do that. Like I get the whole Jay Prince supposedly has a lot of influence, and yeah, we're all like kind of afraid influence. of him. But I don't exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think. What you're forgetting is Drake could literally be like, well, I'll just drop all this as a fucking $12 SoundCloud and I will walk away fuck, fucking rich. And what, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like you can't um, stop. Drake, Drake has enough influence of his own, particularly in making money that he could just finish his contract and go elsewhere. And he says for, for on instance. this, he says on this album, on this, see, I can't even help saying album when it's not. He says on this, playlist <laughs> that let's call it a drake list he it's says on list. this drake list on this essential drake list that um this is the last album that he's doing for this for this label yeah so, so like, jay prince really has no anything he's not a part jay prince was with rap a lot wasn't he like i'm not under i'm not under contract and you ain't my daddy he I, kind I, of is no, no, because the whole the whole Drake thing came maybe from the fact Drake's that first song, they, maybe when Drake's first album came out, Jay Prince was his daddy, but he's fucking Drake. Yeah, like at this point, like he's outgrown his control. Like this would have been the situation in all honesty, like you're saying he kind of is. And this would have been the situation where daddy had the possibility of maybe catching the two piece. Because Drake feels like he's big enough to actually throw those hands. Drake is but big how many, enough to how many times it. have how many times have you tested your dad? My dad hasn't been around. So my dad was in the picture. Uh and I mean, let's just say this. When I was fifteen, my father and I got into an altercation. It ended with me picking up a couch and throwing it at him. God damn. <laughs> so I don't believe in that whole father strength bullshit because I threw a couch at my father. I, I, so, I, I never tested my dad. I cussed at him once and I, I felt I, horrible after. There, oh, you're wrong. Like up until that point, he he beat me a few times. You know, he he was like, "Oh, I know how to do." But that, right about that point is when I realized, no, I, I think I, I've seen what you can do, and I I know what I can do. And that's what I'm saying. I think like there's a point in in every boy's life where he becomes a man. Like I, my even my father now uh, is you know he's 60 or something. But like they, they, I I also dislocated my father's shoulder playing basketball with him. Me and my father have a weird relationship. But uh, when I was 20 uh, when I was 24 I think he decided he was gonna check me playing basketball and he tried to like uh, like knock the ball out of my hand as I brought it up to shoot. But, um, you know, he tried to rip me, but he wasn't strong enough to do it. So he dislocated his shoulder trying to rip me. I hit the shot in his face, and then we had to take him to the <laughs> Oh, you dislocated your shit. Well, I'm going to hit this shot first. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know I dislocated his shoulder until I, like, until I hit the shot. But it was, I didn't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the most amazing moment, bro. Like, but, uh, I, 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 like there's a point where like your, your children are going to outgrow you. There's nothing that you can do about that. And, and in this case, like you're never always the father. I, I think that's kind of what we want as parents because it, it elongates our own lives. But truthfully, like you're deteriorating. You are deteriorating. You're not as good as you were last year, and you're not going to be as good as you're going to be worse next year. And you're just going to continue to be worse next year. 
And even if you work out super duper hard and you get a little bit better, you won't be as good as you would be if you, when you were 25. That's just the way things are. And if you have a child, your child is only getting better. They're only getting better. They're going towards their peak. You're leaving yours. Trust me, you're going to get passed up. And when it does, if you let go of this mentality of like, I'm the person that will always be in charge of you, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Look, look dudes niggas whatever out there in the world and moms you know y'all can y'all can well mom dudes um stop trying to (laughs) stop trying to walk in front of your child and telling them to follow you like once your child is i figure between the ages of one and eight is when your child is really getting game from you or learning the the basics from you once between like nine and 13 your child is simply soaking up game from you and once your child gets to be like 14 and 15 they should know how to be a good person just walk with them let them experience life on their own and just be like yo how how, what exactly are you going to do in this situation here's what i would suggest here's what I. the difference is like you're actually a good father like how many of those are available well obvious i mean there could be more I feel like no real talk real talk I feel like I feel like if Jay had a child Jay would be a good father Scar if you have more access to poo you are a good father with more access to poo you'd be a good father with more access I feel like it's not that difficult to just be like yo I I honestly feel like I'm being a good father by not being a father And I think that that is in small, in no small part, because of what your father put you through. Yeah, I, I think honestly, if if we're gonna be honest about that, I went through a relatively rough, um, and I still have a really rough relationship with my father. I like to pretend like it's all good, but like it's the best thing about my current relationship with my father is he's not speaking to me. So me too. Actually, my dad like completely like changes telephone like number, doesn't even give it to my kids, doesn't hit uh, me up. Look, a couple days ago, or not a couple days ago, about a month ago, my brother, the punk ass, his son, and my kids were all in the same place at the same time. And it was my uh, it was my nephew's birthday, actually. And my dad called to tell my nephew happy birthday. My son heard that my dad was on the phone and was like, can I talk to him too? And my dad hung up. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's, that's about the level we're at with my, my father. Won't, won't acknowledge my, my girlfriend who I currently live with, uh, which is, I guess, the source of his, his now shunning me. Uh, same thing for my sister. When she got pregnant, uh, my father just completely stopped talking to her. He talks to my sister's child, though, but it's all like, I'm going to teach you about the Bible because your mom's not. Damn. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Damn. Wait, <laughs> wait, fantastic. wait. Wait, damn. Yeah, it's not fantastic. And Wait. and I will say this. I'm going to say this. Uh, so I am willing to have a conversation about this, but please understand that there are places that I'm still You're really uncomfortable. You're not going to go. We understand that. You don't even Yeah, need to I'm talk still really uncomfortable this, talking about. So if, if I get to a point and I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Just just understand I, I may back away from stuff, but please bro, feel you free. you don't even have to talk about this, bro. Real talk. No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more open about it because it's my life and this is, you know, whatever. So uh, let's go. Um, yeah, that's my, that's the type of person my father is. Uh, I'm not I'm not in a place like I guess I'm just now getting to a place where uh, I 
understand sort of why he's the way he is. Like he he was abused uh, younger. His father was extremely physically abusive. Uh, he beat him for most of his life. His mother died when he was three. I think I told this story on the show before where um, my, my father didn't know until he was eight what death was, but his mother died when he was three. He just thought his mom left and never came back. And so, uh, you know, at three or four years old, the concept of his mother, the person that he know knew is gone and no one is talking to him about where that person went until he's eight. So it's just five years of, of real traumatic. And then I, I assume the legitimate trauma of like, oh, no, my mother's not coming back. And, and I think it was just that and, and just a lot of other things. He grew up extremely poor, like a one room house. Uh, his father uh, fought in World War Two and got injured. And so he had a lot of tr- like tr- personal trauma of his own. Uh, was not a very responsible man, uh, beat his children uh, savagely, and it just kind of transferred over from my father. So uh, my father and I, like I mentioned, a lot of our relationship is built upon violence because that's that's how he communicated his distaste with us. I feel that. I acknowledge it. I am suppressing the urge to have any comparison points because there is no comparison to a no no, no. I, this is not I don't think that my experience is is vastly unique it's so, not it's it's it, unfortunately it's not and it's and not that's yeah not. I don't think it's, and I think I think there's too many people who have stories that are similar to that we do there is <laughs> that's and, the real and problem it's, it's the the thing that I am learning uh, more and more frequently is that fathers tend to believe that it is okay to define themselves through violence because that is what they were in taught. our community let's make sure that we make that point no it's in, not in just our our, it's not just <laughs> in our community i know a lot of white fathers who are horrible horrible yeah, that's people true. that's true okay yeah, yeah that's true that's true so it's just they feel like it is their god-given right like they have to toughen their child up to the world by beating on them because that's the way that they were taught or really that's just what they want to freaking do and that's yeah. a horrible concept. Absolutely. That you want to be the one, like I was saying, went a long, long, long time ago when um, Kid Austin was like five. I played him in basketball, and I remember talking about this on Facebook. Um, and the score was like nineteen to zero or something like that, nineteen to six. And he was up. He was doing the thing, and I came back and beat him, and he cried. And somebody came in there and and was like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat them down. You're supposed to break them down so then they try harder. Why do I have to be the one to break my black child down? Why does that have to be my job? Nobody's ever been able to explain that to me. Like they'll say, it's it's just something that they have to, that's a rite of passage. You don't get to beat me. Why not? I think that's because it's easier. So I think like with 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 children, uh, it's easier to like yell at them and berate them when they make mistakes and then leave it to them to figure out how not to make those mistakes than to actually like guide them and like spend time to explain to them like, OK, so this is why we don't do this. This is why we don't do that. And then continue reminding them as they try to apply the things that they're trying to learn. And like when you're a teacher, like you see like the two types of teachers, there's the teacher who just wants to yell at the child and be like, you made a mistake, you messed up. And then there's the ones who actually try to spend the time to like teach them. And I think as parents, 
and this is not me taking a, a shot at parents, but I think sometimes it could be a matter of I don't you know have what, time. Talk, there's nothing wrong with taking a shot at parents. Sometimes parents are dicks and they need to be told as such. Okay, well, I'm saying I'm not taking a shot at all parents that do this is what I'm saying. I understand that, th- that there may be I don't have the time, I'm by myself, all I have or I don't know better. There's a lot of reasons for it, but I think it, it's, it, it's simply boils down to it is the easier way to parent is to let wait for your child to make a mistake, yell at them, and then leave them to figure out how not to get yelled at mm-hmm. or how not to get hit because that's really how – Unfortunately, I was raised. There was never there were a few explanations sometimes about why the beatings were coming, but a lot of times it was just you got beat, and it was like, well, I did that thing, and then you just have to try to extrapolate the and reason no, and the there, meaning. Back in the day, well, not even back in the day, here was one of the responses. <laughs> well, if you if, if, then I'm beating you for something you thought you got away with, and I was like, yeah, no, that's that's some bullshit, huh? That's some bullshit. It, it happened. It happened all. I know, the time. but I mean, that's bullshit. Like me, like I, I want to. If if I if I punish you, which I don't physically punish, punish my daughter anymore, um, but if I, if I'm going to punish you, it has to be something that I know about. I'm not going to punish you and be like, yeah, that's what the thing I don't know about. Like that's some bullshit. Yeah. No, there there's nothing quite like getting those calls from parents. Like, hey. Um, when I get home, I'll beat your ass. There was nothing quite like that, and so I didn't get no calls. Parents, <laughs> no, my mom would call us from work. My mom would make that call from work, like at nine o'clock in the morning, and be like, "I got a call from your teacher. I'm gonna whoop your ass when I get home," and she doesn't get okay. home till like five. So I, well, my my dad was a third shifter, so he got home at two, three o'clock in the morning. So that's when I got my whoopings. Um. See, I I do a lot of like pseudo threatening in that manner, but not necessarily actually doing anything. I'm just like, yo, you know, I live for all that's doing is building up fear and distrust. It's just, well, kind of, yes. But mine is more or less like I live four hours away. Do you really want me to take a four hour trip to come deal with this? First of all, if you you have to make that call, there's something wrong in that house because they shouldn't have it should be the relationship in that house should be built up enough now. And I'm no, I'm going to put it on it. The father in that house, and I'm not even saying names, but the father in that house by this point in time should be at a point of respect where he doesn't need to contact you. It shouldn't be that the parent, the, the auxiliary parent is going to get contacted. It shouldn't be that way because if it's that way, then she should just be with you, period. No, we're, we're good on that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, like, I feel like that's because like, yeah, because like, I don't like, okay. So <laughs> if, if I'm, if I'm with someone and they have a child that has an, a father that's, that's in their life. I'm not here to be like, no, 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 I'll do the fathering here. Like, I feel like, like, I don't, if, if I had a child and I was the father in the opposite situation, I not, I'm not sure I would appreciate that. Why? I only oh, have, oh, I only oh, have one hard. Oh my God. I'm so glad I don't have kids. First of all, I, 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 I only have one rule. Wait, are when you comes, future? When it comes, when it comes like, to I me, I only have one Like, okay, okay, okay. So like, let's say this, let's say this. Uh, like I get like, I'm not going to be like, if I see, um, like I see him holding my child, like in pictures and, and being loving and gentle towards my child, 
I'm not. I'm not upset about that. Like, that's, oh, initially, initially, I felt I felt that way, and here, that's why when this, the, all of this shit started, though. I was on his side, and then he kept taking it too far, and I'm just like, but, no. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As as a father, would you be upset or jealous if you saw your wife's mother and father holding and taking pictures with your baby, kissing and, and being kind to it? My wife's mother and father? Right. Wait, his wife's no. well, his his wife's the baby's mother. grandparents, basically. Uh, uh, not wife, sorry, but your mother's. But sorry, sorry, sorry. Not mother's. Wife, mother's. No, I'm, no right, the I'm grandparents. Cool with that. So th- the point that I'm making is, is uh, but they're out of the picture now, so I'm good. But are they okay? Wait, wait, wait. Are they okay? Here's the point, though. No, it's just stop. They just stop contacting. Okay, okay. But okay, but here's the point, though. What I'm saying is, is you wouldn't have an issue with family members holding a child. The problem is you need to accept, especially in the case of, of Ciara, that's her husband now. That's her family now. And he's treating her child as if they were family. And that's just what you have to get over. But uh, but it, it's not until it's not until you get over your own feelings on why the why the relationship between you and the mother ended in the first place mm-hmm. that you can get to that place. Um, because initially, initially, I was I got very upset when not even not even like pictures of them together in a you know a loving family situation. I got in the in the early days like they bought they bought the girls scooters right. They bought the girls' scooters, like little, like razor scooters. And in the early days, I got sent a picture with just him in the background helping his daughter, and that pissed me off. It's just if if him and her were together in a picture, that would piss me off. But that was me still being in my feelings about the separation mm-hmm. and subsequent divorce. Like, but is is initially uh initially yes i was very much in my feelings about that in any situation where the two of them were in the same picture at all i knew they lived together and all the other stuff but if they were in the same picture that set me on fire Uh, but it wasn't but but i had like as an adult like i had to deal with my feelings on the subject and like when with like the, the the first time um she referred to him in some sort of fatherly capacity i lost it and like and then you know then you know and when uh when they got married when when her mother and her stepfather got married like she you know she was talking to someone else i heard him in another room and she was thinking her name was going to change i lost it you know I me mean? like that kind of stuff like but it's it's all dealing with your feelings mm-hmm. um it, it's is more is more about dealing with your feelings than what this what the situation that's actually happening and to me, it, it, it seems like if you want, and, and again, Scar, I'm not jumping on your situation. I'm not jumping on you. And I, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to malign you. It's honestly just that your situation is the closest thing I have to a larger example of this. You no, know what I'm you saying? Can- I'm, and I'm I'm cool with it. We cool with it. I mean, with the exception of what happened yesterday, we all cool with it. So everything's okay. What happened yesterday? Did I miss something? Um, they they took a trip. They were in Hampton. They went to an event, and my family was there. And you weren't? 
I wasn't there. I mean, they, you didn't they get took invited? a trip. No, they were going to. No, it wasn't a. It wasn't a family event. It Your was, was there. My family was there at this event. Like they, they came down because they were going to Bush Gardens. They stayed in Hampton. They went to one of those outdoor concerts featuring a band that we all kind of like. And your family just happened to be there. And was there an interaction? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh. Well, oh. you got yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, what what happened? No, it's just um, my sister who is the type that holds grudges. She still hasn't got. Uh, I know this personally. Yes. No, she still hasn't. And like uh, other members of my family were um, more welcoming. And so like that was the initial contact was like, hey, how are you? And then the then it was like, this bitch. What the fuck you doing in my hood? (laughs) Right. It was that. It was but it was okay. through here. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. It was just a weird situation. I was playing a game. I was, well, I was, I was walking through, I was walking Pooh Bear through the beginnings of Mass Effect. So I did not have my phone with me. And then when, when I got to a stopping point, I went in and, you know, grabbed my phone, went in the other room and grabbed my phone. And then I got, I got text message from both of them, my sister and my ex wife. Your sister is literally <laughs> always two steps away from bang bang anywhere, gang. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, she is. I don't, what is what is the um, the sign for the beginning of December? The end. <laughs> yeah, I, whatever that sign is, whatever that sign is, everybody who I know that's that sign is ready to go the at all times. December? Is that Aries? Yeah. No. Hold on, I'll, I'll find no, it. No, I got it. Keep talking. <laughs> so no, it didn't actually turn into anything. It, it was, but I got a, you know, I got That's a text. Hilarious. Yes, they are always ready to go. Always. Even my my stepmom, my stepmom was like, "Look, I'm overweight. I got bad knees, but I will throw these hands at any time. She is, she is always ready to go." But yeah, it didn't. It didn't actually turn into anything serious. But I got those text message conversations, so I'm handling both text message conversations at the same time, and that was that was fun. So yeah, other than yesterday, um, yeah. So here's the. I still feel like as a because I'm on the other side, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a as much as I hate saying it, I'm a stepfather, you know, and um when you initially step into the relationship with these kids, you, you try to, there's people who take the video of proposing to the children as well as proposing to the mom. I didn't have that luxury of time, you know, Mm -hmm. because in all honesty, um, hold on one second. Um, You know what? what? I'm just going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100 and let the tips fall where it may. Uh, because in some situations, in some circumstances, the relationship that you or your partner may have came out of was toxic enough that you're just like, you know what, I'm not comfortable. Or just because you feel, you know, that way, which you should, I, I, I'm not going to introduce to my kids yet. I'm not going to bring around my kids because what if this falls apart? You know? Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And so um, we were at a point in our relationship where I, I knew the kids. I hung out with the kids. We had done activities and events and stuff together. We had gone on, we had gone to like six flags and stuff together and it was all gravity, but I still didn't feel like I had enough of a connection with, 
uh, her with, with our oldest daughter, Shamari, to where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to marry you and your mom. It wasn't one of those things, you know, her, uh, the older that the child is, the more that they still hold on to the belief that, um, you ain't my mom dad. And dad back. Yeah. Mom and dad are getting back mom together. Mom and dad are getting back together. And yeah. Mari, I think was just turning eight. So she was really in that realm, that mindset. Of oh, mom and dad oh, most together. definitely. So yes. get the fuck away from me. Um, so for the first year or so of, of Nisha and I's marriage, it was more of Kenny was four. Kenny was four. Gogo was three. And it was just like, okay, they're just, you know, you're here. You're good people. You love me. Boom. Let's get it. Shamari was get the fuck away from me. Uh, you ain't my daddy. My dad lives right over there. Um, he's going to come back for us. Kids, honestly, at, a, at, at there, there are some kids who treat new relationships like Christians treat the rapture. You could put me through all this stuff if you want. My real daddy's coming back for me soon. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know the time or the date, but my real daddy coming back for me. So you could take all this shit and go fuck yourself with it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think my mine was a little bit different because um, at, at the beginning when everything really fell apart, my child was sent away for six months. So I didn't have any access to her and like you know and then she ended up in a weird situation to whereas she left on a summer visit to her grandparents came back six months later to baltimore so it's so it's a little bit different for me yeah it's just it's 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 one of those things where you want to be involved in their lives but at the same time you don't want to be too involved in their lives like at an early point in the relationship i disciplined kenny because he had punched gogo like i said there were three and four no wait wait i take that back kenny had kicked gogo in the butt so egregious he was four so i kicked him in the butt it wasn't hard it was just a kick in the butt i was like how you know how's that and his dad was like, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to shoot you in the face. Wow, that escalated quickly. And, and, <laughs> oh, shit. Mine was, was very, I, I, I just gave the situation a very stern <laughs> talking to. But then the situation changed over the years. And now I tell, now I tell Pooh Bear, the way you act at home, don't be surprised if he punches you in the fucking face. And I can't do anything about it because the way that you act. Like, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you grow as a person. Like, first it was like, never touch my child ever again. Um, and then it's like, if he punches you in the face, I can't do anything about it because you are a little shit right now. No, you can't do that. You can literally do stuff. Protect your child. Don't be like, well, if he punches you in the face, yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. Nigga, if, if, if you get punched in the face, no, uh, no, 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 no. defend yourself. I'm not saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that he should punch her in the face, but the way that she acts, if he if if he hits her or he physically disciplines her in any way, you know, less than punches her in the face, there ain't really much I can really do about it because she probably deserves that shit. Like that's the situation that I have with 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 the other co-parents. You know what I mean? Like I know my child at this point. So like if something if something happens, 
it's mostly because she pushed it that way. Cause I know yeah. my child, they know my child at this point. Like, like it's one of those things where like, if your parents uh, get called to school and they tell your parents that you did something that sounds like something that you would do. Like for instance, my sister uh, <laughs> is known for, my sister's known for being, for lying and stealing candy. That's what she was known for. My thing was breaking stuff. If it was, if they called my parents and said, I broke something, they're like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like Jay. He broke. He, did he break something again? Is that something he did? Because he breaks all our shit too. Was he dancing? Because he's a break dancer. <laughs> exactly. He broke out his dance. But like, it's it, it literally like that. That's what what you're telling me is that you know your child at this point, so that when they call and say like, well, this is what happened, you're like, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> so I mean, it it was one of those things where initially you you're trying to build that bridge uh, between yourself and and whatever children are in the relationship. Even after you get married, you're still trying to build that bridge because it's it's a big transition point for them. And then at some point, you just feel like the bridge has been built. <laughs> like I've been trying, and for some kids, honestly, in in some situations. They don't react to anything but, you know what, I'm sick of this shit. This is what we're doing. I never got that until I was a teacher. And then I ran into a student where all of the other punishments and, like, even fear didn't work. Like, I'm way bigger than this kid. I'm, like, yelling at him. Just did not believe anything terrible was going to happen to him. And I remember having this thought flash into my head, like, I wish we were related. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know what you need, and I've tried everything else, and I feel like one good hit. I'm not in the face, just a swat to the backside, but just like one quick swat, and you'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, that's right. We haven't done everything yet. And then now this kid wants to do, wants to pay attention. But instead, I end up just um, <laughs> picking him up with him sitting at his desk because he wouldn't get up when I told him to. So I just picked him and his desk up placed them outside of my classroom and told him that uh, he was not allowed in anymore. Tell him straight out, take time out to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to keep my job and stay in the country at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, even with the desk, even the desk thing got me in a lot of trouble. So just so you know, uh, if you're a teacher, you're weighing it out, you're a big dude, you want to think like, oh, I'll just, I'll just pick up this kid in this desk. Yeah. Don't. Nah. No, don't. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you should just... You walk should go to out. the only recourse. Now walk yeah, it walk, out. <laughs> walk um, on down to the 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 uh, office and just tell people that you need them to come up here and deal with this problem. And in all honesty, I think that uh, my interactions, my my relationship with my kids is like not an anomaly, you know, as far as being in a blended family and everything, and um. I, I wish that more parents in blended relationships would take on that role. Like there's a lot of parent, a lot of folks in blended relationships who are just like, nah, I'm the stepdaddy. I'm really just here cause I'm in love with their mom or whatever, but the kids are just extraneous, you know? And there's other folks who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. But, um, if, if we were to split up, like they already have that mindset. And so, um, I know that there's a lot of parents out there who are just like, you know what? I just, I, I don't know how to reach this kid. 
try harder. What does that do to your relationship when you when you have that mindset? Like, you know, I'm I'm in this relationship, but I'm not going to try to get too attached because I know this shit could end at any time. Like, like how does it's tough? It is tough. It is a really hard because um, remember, Nisha was also is also a step parent. And so she was going through the same thing I was. And while I'm trying to build this bridge with uh, triple and with Shamari, Nisha trying to build the bridge with Bella, but Nisha's trying to build the bridge with a much bigger obstacle in Isabella's mom. And Isabella's mom would come and over to the house. That's also that's what's happening. That's what's happening at, at their home. Isabella's mom would come to the house and uh, look at Nisha and corral Bella into a separate room. Like she go into a separate room with Isabella and be like, "She's not your mom. Why won't you cry that you miss me? Like why, why aren't you crying because you haven't seen me in a while? Why won't you cry with me?" Bella was like three, and um. Then there was a point in time where we, uh, I had, uh, lost just to be, keep it 100. I'm gonna keep it absolutely 100. Um, Isabella got into a place where she was in danger and she had put her friends in danger because of a decision that she had made at a point in her life. Uh, at, uh, and she got a spanking for it. I spanked her, uh, because she went onto a busy street trying to get to this place with her friends. And then when she came back home, she, well, Kenny came back and told us first because Kenny knew he wasn't supposed to go there. And Gogo came back and she was dishonest about it. And later on in life, Gogo would say, you know, the one thing I wish I had done earlier in my life was been honest more often. But at this point in time, she wasn't. She was, she was seven and she was scared. And I'm a big dude. So she was like, I didn't do that. I'm lying about it. So when we found out the truth, she got spanked. I called her mom and told her I spanked Bella because of this situation. Um, Bella has this huge allergy to mosquitoes. Like if she gets a mosquito bite, her skin, wherever she gets that mosquito bite, it, it swells. It swells up badly. So her mom, after hearing that I spanked Isabella and I spanked Isabella on a Saturday, her mom got told about it on a Wednesday, uh, in passing. I told her about it in passing cause it wasn't even a big deal. I was like, yeah, I spanked her because she went around the corner to the dead man's curb. And I was like, you shouldn't have gone there. And she lied about it. Woo, woo, woo. And her mom was like, you spanked her? And I was like, yeah, on Saturday. And her mom looked and there was a mosquito bite that had swollen up. And she called the cops. And so I got arrested uh, for child abuse. Felony child abuse. Damn. And um, I was like, I didn't leave any welts on my daughter. I would never leave welts on my daughter. And we actually had to go to court for it. And I lost custody of Isabella for i think it was four or five months or it was just uh, i had to go to a i had to go to a place where we had to pay to see her there was a counselor sat in the room with us i wasn't allowed to hug my own daughter i wasn't allowed to touch my daughter or or anything we just sit side by side and play with cards and stuff um Wow. I I mean, mine was nowhere near close to that, but it was just as heartbreaking. And while this was going on, uh, we're in court and her mom is trying her hardest to um, make sure that Isabella uh, incriminates Nisha in this. So now it turns from uh, dad spanked me on Saturday and I cried a little bit and then I went to my room to... Nisha held me down 
while my dad whipped me with a belt buckle. God damn. And that's where I got all these welts from. And uh, they tried. Like, CPS came to the house and uh, interviewed the kids. They were trying to take uh, Kenny, Mari, and DJ away from us. So the relationship that I was building with uh, Kenny and Shamari had no stunted growth like that because their dad was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going, you know, enter, I'm not going to get involved in this as much as I thought he would have initially. But Isabella's mom was in court. Like those other two kids, the reason why I want child, I want my uh, uh, child support increased is because um, he only has one child, and I was like, no, I have. I have at this time four. I have uh, Isabella, and then I have Kenny, and then I have Mari, and I have DJ. And she was like, those other three aren't his kids. So just hateful, malicious stuff was being said that uh, in in light of this custody battle was changing the dynamic of the relationship between uh, Isabella and Nisha. Like, she would get her hair done by Nisha. She would sit down between Nisha's legs. Nisha would braid her hair up and, you know, the little black girl styles of the braids with the knockers and the barrettes and all that kind of stuff. And her mom would be like, don't touch my daughter's hair. And she had it written into the, uh, she went to the mediator in court, me and her were in court, and she got it written into the child, uh, the, the agreement, the parental agreement that Nisha wouldn't do Bella's hair. If that happened to a, a, a gen, I saw online where a guy um, who was separated from his lady, he had his daughter, had her hair braided, and the the lady lost it and basically said, like, you, you had her hair done like a black person. She's not black. Yep. Like, it was, yeah. So these are the things that would stunt. A relationship and so I'm, I'm grateful to have such a wonderful uh, person in my life as Nisha and I'm grateful that she was able to still continue to build a relationship with uh, Gogo but this all started because uh, when Gogo was three she went and saw her mom pulled her into a room and was like cry with me don't you miss me and all that and Gogo was like I gotta go and her mom was like, where you got to go? And she was like, me and mommy are going to get our nails done. Oh. Ooh. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And that's oh, where God. every, that's the moment where everything changed. So there's going to be, there's always a possibility of setbacks or, 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 or problems that'll happen in your life, but you have to work still to build that relationship with these kids because they need you so that's what i was saying when you were like um when i was saying that the 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 step parent the 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 parent in that house should be at this point in time able to say i'm not standing for this i'm not taking this because they should have built that relationship with the child to where they're no longer scared of what's going to happen if they do this. They're no longer. No, it's the, no longer it's the child. It's the child it. that. It's the child that isn't afraid. In my in my in, in in my situation, it's the child that isn't afraid, and it's the child that isn't afraid um, to buck on anybody other than me. Then mom needs to step in. She, she's just as much of a wreck as the child. Then the child needs to be with you. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. 
I mean, like for real, I, you know, in, in the early days doing all of the court stuff, I pursued it and I had a, I had a lawyer tell me that he's not going to take my case almost, to lose it. Yeah. It's almost impossible in, especially in the South. It, it is borderline impossible as a father. Uh, it, it's just that the cards are against you. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I had a, I had, I was in a, I was in a courtroom twice, uh, for an order of protection and the appeal to the order of protection in both cases it's very clear that she was not telling the truth they gave her the order of protection anyway but they gave her for half the time it was supposed to be for two years it it was for one year um and then i had to i hired a lawyer for the appeal it was very clear that lies were being told um but of course, when I had my appeal, that was around the time with the Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin thing, where she she made it seem like I was doing something that I wasn't. And the, the judge gave me a talk about being a bully to her just because he was like, I don't know you. But he gave me a he really gave me a stern talking to about being a bully to her um, just because I was large enough to be a bully. And yeah. then, I, then, and then, my lawyer after the appeal says, "I'm not going to take your case to lose it." He said, "I don't." He said, "I don't even want your money for this." A lawyer straight up told me he didn't want my money because he he's not going to take a he's not going to take a losing case. I had a lawyer who uh, said that this was after the this is during the child abuse thing, which, by the way, uh, by the blessings. Uh, God, we went to court over it. Like I, I showed up in court to be sentenced or whatever, and they were like, "This isn't even a this this isn't even a, a, a case. We're dropping this." And so the case got dropped. The whole thing never happened, which is awesome. oh oh, you went to arraignment. Okay, yeah, I went to an arraignment. See, and they were like, you know what? This, I see what you're saying. Uh, when you said sentencing. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't do I don't do jail much. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So they were like, this didn't even happen. So, um, which is good. Which, by the way, I will say this just as um, advice from my pre from my life: keep enough money to, if for any, everyone, keep enough money on hand to retain a lawyer. Like you're gonna want to keep about three to five thousand somewhere. Doesn't have to be uh, liquid, but three to five thousand on hand to retain a decent lawyer because you'd be surprised uh, how much that would how much that that works in your favor. Let's just put Shit, it that way. I was I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised. I was there, surprised I needed a difference. one. Like a public defender is just doing their time. They're just trying to cover as many cases as they can so they can so they can get a better job. Someone who actually has their reputation on the line and can charge higher amounts of money and realizes that the the amount of cases they win correlates to how much money they can charge is really going to get you off the hook and do their best to win a case. And and I think you again you'd be shocked uh, how much of a difference that would make. Absolutely, I I can personally testify to the fact that like yeah the amount of money I spent made a difference. Absolutely. I think me me having me having a lawyer for the for the for the appeal um, made it so I didn't 
even have to take the stand. He just made me stand up where I was, gave me the lecture on being a bully and told us that we need to be fucking adults and do what we can for the sake of the child. This shit is dismissed. Well, the lawyer that I got after going almost got arrested, though, after uh, this whole situation, the lawyer that we uh, picked up was a quote Christian unquote lawyer with a letterhead that says something like onward Christian soldiers. My mom found him, you know, I was locked up, but, um, he immediately turned my, uh, child custody, not even the child custody case, just dude, I didn't do this. Can we get it dropped? He was like, nah, what we're going to do is we're going to turn this into a spare the rod, spoil the child. I was like, I didn't even, there was no rod. No, no, I was used in this situation. No, we're that's because you spared it. No, 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 no. We're not. We're 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 not gonna let the uh, liberal uh, establishment establishment uh, stop what is already mandated in the Bible: spare the rod, spoil the child. So we're gonna take this. This dude literally tried to take this to Supreme Court. What? Yes. He tried to take it to Supreme Court. I was like, dude, I just want 50-50 custody of my child. I don't want anything else. I don't want her mom to lose custody because he tried to do that, too. He tried to write it in. This guy went completely against all of my wishes and tried to get full custody for me and tried to take the spare to rod spoil the child movement to Supreme Court. Nigga, <laughs> you're doing too much. Like, And that's exactly that's what I told him when he got forward. That's a lawyer who's sitting around waiting for a case like that. Like, just any cases you see about a child being spanked, you bring them to me. I want to be this. We're going to make it so every parent can spank a child legally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, what's his name? Like, per chance, like Jackie Childs? <laughs> no, but I know that his name was uh, his... Before the Handmaiden's Tale even came out, the Handmaid's Tale came out, his uh, signature was something like under his watch. <laughs> so, it's like, dude, wait, wait, like, wait, wait. in his eye. <laughs> are we, are, are his, is America under his watch is what he's in, insinuating? I think he was talking about just God in general. Or does he like have a special message actually under an legitimate watch that you have to flip over and read a la National Treasure style? <laughs> under my watch. Oh, oh, oh no, there's the next clue. It's the next clue to finding out what the fuck he's talking about. Don't be scared of me like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, scavenger hunt to figure out what this nigga is doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at that. I no. realized at the time there was nothing funny about that, and I feel bad now. So I just realized that's super insensitive of me. No, it was. But it was. It was. It was. Initially, I, just, I wasn't ready. Initially, I wasn't ready. it was. It seemed like something that would be a horror movie. It seemed like like somebody. It it could be. It very well could be. Like you go into a place, you're talking to a lawyer, you let a lawyer, you lay out exactly what you need, exactly what you're going through, and they look at you studiously while their secretary takes notes and all that kind of stuff, and you lay out everything because they tell you, be honest, don't leave anything behind, leave no stone. Uh, 
So you lay out everything and they listen to everything with their fingers uh, in a in a like their fingers are through the hands, like their fingers are clasped together. Their hands, their head is on top of their hands. They're watching you like that. And you lay out everything. And then after you finally get to the last sentence, like, I just want my I want my child back because that's really where I was in the situation. This is right like the first week after I had lost custody of Gogo. go. Yeah. And this dude is like, huh? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the Supreme Court. No. <laughs> what? I just want I'm to not, get yeah. the, the, the ex parte thing lifted so I can get my child back. No, we're going to take the Supreme Court because you should be allowed to beat your child. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're you the wrong dude. You're you the wrong person for this job. And before we could say anything, check this. Before we could get him fired... I kid you not, the nigga submitted it without even telling us. Like, oh, I submitted that for you already. I, I put that in with my name on it. So now I'm your uh I'm I'm your lawyer and we're gonna go to war for this. And what ended up happening? Her mom didn't have a lawyer. Her mom had the power of uh saying this is what happened. I took I called the cops on him and he went to jail and so can I get custody and just got that and she she had won. It was like Clever Lang beating up uh, Rocky in the first mat in the first uh, matchup. Yeah. Second matchup, Clever Lang was gonna come back just as cocky and just as confident, and I I was gonna come back with a lawyer who was gonna come in and be like, "This is what's supposed to happen." Instead, I had a lawyer who jumped the gun and sent off all this stuff and CC'd her on it, so she got a copy of it too. And she was like, "You know what? I probably need a lawyer." So after I fired my lawyer, guess what? She had a lawyer now. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my order of protection. I went in without a lawyer, and I, I got, I got Lacerated? smoked. No, I got smoked by a legal aid lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was smoked. I, I, I would tell one everyone. One side has a lawyer, and the other side doesn't have a lawyer. The judge just looks at the side who has a lawyer, like I should give you more credence. I will tell you right now, if it is required for you to show up in court. For anything more than a, a traffic violation, what a lawyer! Bring a lawyer. Like if it's required for you to show up in court, just bring a lawyer with you. And even if it's if it's and it's it's weird, but it it really does show. Like no, I'm serious. I clearly mean something. Here's the guy to tell you how much I mean it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, it's yeah. it, it's it it honestly it's like the grease. Like I mean, you can go in and try to move the mechanism yourself, and you might, but it's like the grease that makes that mechanism move easier. But see, I didn't have any money, and so I went to legal aid, and they was like, "Oh no, she's already here. We can't, we can't represent against ourselves." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I got, I guess I got smoked. Like I, I mean, it was so, it was, I mean, it was criminally embarrassing. Like I cried like a blubbering idiot when they told me that I could not. I cannot see my child. I couldn't like like when they laid out the rules for me, I was crying. A bailiff had to put me in another room just so I could be quiet enough for them to continue what they were doing. I was that that hurt so much. I just saw a video and I can't um, I, I can't confirm it, you know, but it seemed like it was pretty thorough where a guy and the reason why I say I can't confirm it is because it's their side of the oh story. The, the the guy the guy that um that uh the 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 mother was in jail yeah. or prison or something like yeah, that and she came she home out, and they gave it yeah 
And so the son is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And they're videotaping the dad sitting outside of the jail, like sobbing. The son is like, I don't want to go. The mom got out of jail and immediately got full custody of this child who's only been with his dad. And it's, it's. That shit hurt me, dog. It hurt I, me I, for to the real. core. But like I said, I don't know the full story. So I don't even know if that's what actually happened. Um. The Luckily, my child wasn't we, around we, for all of my shit. We we got off on this on on a tangent from where we were, which was if you are in a if if you are a parent, don't try and don't try and pull them to where you want them to be. No, it's it is is more simple than that. Um, I think it, uh, from my own personal experience, I learned. Um, Learn to deal with your own fucking feelings. And that's what, that's the reason why, um, you know, uh, the shit was, keeps going sideways in the black fathers group is You're still people in there? who, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of people who have, have not learned to deal with their own feelings on the subject and they keep approaching it from that place. And it's like, this is the, you, you took a situation that's supposed to be about your child. You made it about you. And now you feel like you're in a, you're in a fucked up situation. But what you should be thinking about is your child in a fucked up situation. I think that that's, that's a hundred percent. The point is like, it's, you have to realize, or it takes time, I guess, for, for uh, an adult to do this, but you have to realize that you are separate your relationship is separate from the child the child may be a, a result of the relationship but it's still separate so your relationship with this child is always going to be separate from your relationship with the person uh that is the the parent of the child and you and, and you your plans, your plans when you're in that place, what right. you devise can always backfire. My, my, my plan backfired spectacularly. Um, because I was just like, okay, cool. I can't, I, I can't fight for custody. What's going to happen to your relationship when a little version of me shows up? You know what I mean? Like that was that was basically the case. What happens what happens between the two of you when there's a constant reminder of me but you didn't that factor in that, that, that you back, were out of that picture. No, uh, no, I didn't factor in that at some point I was going to be okay with this and then I would have to deal with little me mm-hmm. because I'm the only one who understands how to deal with little me. <laughs> Which isn't really conducive to the rest of the world. Exactly. Like I like you know I said you know once little me shows up six months later once little me shows up what's gonna happen to your relationship and it 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 still to this day causes more problems than than anything because you have a very defiant just hit the the change of life version of me in the middle of your relationship and someone who's there every single day. The other child isn't there every day, but I'm there every day. A a version of me is there every day. And that has caused more problems because I didn't think about the point in which I would let it go and I would be okay with everything. Now I have to fix, 
I had, you know, I kind of like threw little things in there for her to think when I was still feeling the way that I was feeling. And now she still feels that way. And I don't. That's right. So, computer. Yeah, that's right. Computer. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I'm, so I'm dealing with a situation. I'm dealing with a situation partly of my own making at this point. And it's extremely difficult. Well, I have nothing to say about any of that. <laughs> I think we've I, all had moments of silence where we just weren't able to speak. Yeah, like it's, it's not much it's, anything. I, I, yeah, it's, I the, have... it's the it's the I I I knew that there was a bomb. I lit the fuse, and by the time the fuse got ready to blow, I had already gotten over it, and I went, "Oh shit, there's a bomb there." And that's what I that's what I have to deal with quite often i'm just glad you recognize it now what you gonna do about it congratulations you literally (laughs) just built the h-bomb now what are you gonna do about it (laughs) trying my best to deprogram it (laughs) from from four hours away most of the time um but she's here for the summer so there's a lot of like one-on-one there's a lot of one-on-one deprogramming um being a full-time dad is hard um especially when you don't have to do it all the time it is incredibly difficult um because you know like just like having a child like your life completely changes when you have someone here every day that you didn't that that you that you didn't really have to account for most of the rest of the year that's that's a hell of a summer plan my summer plans really much pretty much involve just ribs i like ribs i bought six and a half pounds of them and a, six, a whole bunch of ribs. I like turtles. Six and a half pounds. Six and a half pounds. I thought it was just you and her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like ribs too. <laughs> I like turtles. They're not they're not some weird ass shit like 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 someone made like chicken ribs or some shit like that, right? No, no, these are straight up and down good old fashioned pork spare ribs because right now due to all the um trade uncertainty uh pork prices are plummeting um because of the the tariff that got put i think mexico put a tariff on pork so now it costs more in mexico and there's surplus pork so now the prices here costs are lower than uh are lower than they normally would be that means uh, the, rib, the McRib is coming back six and a half pounds of ribs spare ribs 19 dollars wow. that's insane that's a lot that's of a- that's two dollars. That's like two dollars a pound. Uh, I saw it elsewhere. As, it's like as, a, pound. as a fat nigga, that's impressive. Like fuck yeah, man. Yeah, baby back <laughs> ribs are like a dollar, like a dollar and fifty cents a pound right now. Like if if you're into pork or pork ribs and and the price is what is the thing that like you generally don't like and you know how to make them yourself or you just have an oven that you can set to three fifty, uh, you could have you some ribs. That's impressive. I'm going to get some ribs. So yeah, it's just, super cheap right now. It's super cheap right now, and they're crazy easy to make. Like it really is just you can get a like a jar of mustard, then rub mustard all over the ribs, sprinkle a seasoning of your choice above that uh, on that. It could be Lari's if you want to. Put that in the oven at 350. Walk away for three hours. Come back. Wrap it up at uh, foil at some point, right? Yeah, let's say wrap it up in foil, barbecue sauce it, and then let it sit for another. 
hour or so. I don't know. I'm, I'm more of the like of uh, putting it on at 225 for those first three hours and then wrapping it in foil and then doing it at a hard 350. Do that too. That's ribs. That's a really easy thing to cook. But I'm the best. The worst. Uh, I'm, I'm the booby miles oh. of uh, making ribs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yo, let's can, let's, re, let's, let's redo talk? that. Can't we have a ta- casual talk about the NBA right now? Yes. I I just want to say, if LeBron leaves Cleveland, where would you most like to see him go? Not to the West. So not to LA. I, I don't want him to go west, but that's likely where he's going to go. Um, I, I I think stay stay in the fucking east so you could just rule that shit for as long as you live. Well, not like, that because I need to see actually a competition in the like if, if he. I don't want to see the best competitions happening on in the in the like Western Conference Finals again. Well, I don't think that's the case. I, I think the east. Eastern Conference has stronger teams just due to his presence. And even if he left for the first couple of years of him being gone, those teams are still going to have to be strong to deal with the fact that they're going to have to eventually face uh, like Golden State or Houston or wherever he goes. Um, I think it's one of those things to where it's like the the number one candidate for all for for Eastern supremacy. Uh, which is a weird thing. I don't really like seeing supremacy very often. But yeah. um yeah. but but for the, the white people have that word. Yes, absolutely. Um is is Boston, but the problem with Boston is their health. Well no, the like, problem with Boston is Kyrie's there and didn't Kyrie just leave Cleveland to get away from LeBron? I kinda want him to go to Boston just to be like, ha ha guess what? LeBron signed with Boston. Are you and I'll walk um, in like that. Huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he just comes in, right finger guns. <laughs> but I think, but there's been, there's been, there was a recent interview where someone asked him about, uh, you know, LeBron leaving Cleveland and all of that stuff, and uh, and also asking him about the MP, uh, MVP race. Uh, and Kyrie had very glowing things to say about LeBron. I think he realized that being away from LeBron made everything much harder. Oh yeah. I, th- I think what Kyrie uh, may, I mean, he got a chance to win a championship. He got a chance to play with one of the greatest players in the world. I mean, it's, he just kind of wanted to strike out on his own and, and do his own thing. And, and I think he, he's, he's accomplished that. Uh, if he had not gotten hurt, I think Boston had a very strong squad. Yeah. I'm, I'm At this point, I'm just waiting for LeBron to tell me what my new favorite team is. I just... Is that is that I mean because I don't have a team. No, no, no. no I get that. Like LeBron. I, so, so like so what I, what I want though is and is sort of what kind of flashed uh, from this last playoffs, last series of playoffs, are like enough super teams so that when the playoffs hit, it's like watching different different versions of all star games. Yeah, but see, here's the problem with the super teams. Like it makes the regular season boring as fuck. Not necessarily. So like I think. Uh, Obviously, if you watch like the Warriors play versus anyone, you assume the Warriors are gonna lose. But then like regular season matchups like the Warriors versus the Rockets, Warriors versus Cavs, those matchups are way bigger because they're like implications for future future uh, future games. And, and if LeBron's on the West Coast, then there's more of those implication games. Not to mention then uh, the West Coast Conference Finals is just a straight dogfight because now there's like 
you know, four legit teams that are, if, if LeBron goes to the West Coast there and assuming he doesn't go to enjoying one of the teams that are already has a pretty dominant squad, you're looking at like four legit teams of like sheer dominance that you have to fight through just to get to the chance to play the Eastern Conference. So I, I don't, I don't think there's a bad scenario for, for like basketball fans in general. If he stays in Cleveland, that's great. If he stays in the Eastern Conference, that's great. If he goes to the Western Conference, that's great. The only scenario that I think that maybe we'd all be like, what? Is if he was like, I'm joining the Warriors and I'm taking the exception. It's like, what? You're taking the bare minimum exception to play for the Warriors? That's right. I'm getting another championship no matter what. Yeah, that's that would what, be that's, the only that's scenario what, that's bad. Look, Durant just signed on for one year. Like, was it uh, one year with an exception? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if he's playing this year and Steph and Steph Curry's ankle just like falls off, he can get out. Yeah. <laughs> he's really just like I'm just trying to win. Championship. No, no. If, Steph, <laughs> if Steph's ankle goes out, then all he's gonna be like, "Well, I guess I'm running point guard." No, he'll leave. Look at my eyes. This is my team now. He'll leave. Wait, hold on. The 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 Mavs finally signed DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, later. Like we'll we'll come back to you. Not now, but later. But you can't never call us. Don't ever come around here. Don't ever 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 ever, 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 ever. come around here. And we'll sign oh, you. I went I went in a completely different direction. I did the don't come around here no more and I'll yeah. Both are good. Both are good. I, I like my version better because it, it's black relevant. Give it up. Stop. Which reminds me. Uh, you've been hanging around with uh, folks who used to listen to the show. They good? Oh, you you started fading a little bit. What'd you say? I said you you've been hanging out with people who used to listen to the show. Are they good still? Everything all right? Without going into detail, they okay? Uh, which person? You know which, which people? Person. Well, there's so much for those details. Or lack I mean, thereof. Yeah, um. Right. I don't know. There's, is an, prob- there's probably there's an entire text is, chat, gentlemen. Like, yeah, um, I, I think I think I don't know. Okay, never mind. Let's get I past mean, that. I, I speak I speak to the person is not really very many long conversations these days. Hey, if you're listening to the show, how are you? Yeah, let us know. Too. Let us know. Call the Dream Team at nine seven three six 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 fifty eight. 65. Is that right? No, not even close. Call the Dream Team at 514-3800-50... No. No. Call the Dream Team at country code plus 82 <laughs> with their country codes. Like 408 <laughs> Or, you know, 757 Or 757-752-8236. I'm shocked. I still remember that. 757-752-8236. Wait, 757-752-8236. I feel like I need to do it like they do on those uh, radio commercials. 757-752-8236. There's a lawyer around here that has a... a, 752-8236. For the Dream Team call, 757-752-8236. 
Yeah, no, you, no. you need to do like a head-on commercial with the phone number. Where you turn towards the camera. <laughs> no, the head, the head. No, it was simply head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Like you just need to pretty much do that. It was effective, damn it. For the seven five seven, seven five two, eight two, three six. Call up the dream team if you want fun. You want to come get dissed? Then come get some. Yeah, because we, we, we don't have voicemails anymore. No, no, no one ever calls. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But you can change that right now. Just call in to the dream team. That's seven five. God damn it, I forgot it already. We haven't, we haven't, even, we haven't heard from Jashani in quite some time. I have. Oh, I He's going through some things. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Life cool, happens, cool, cool. you know. You know, things happen, life happens, kids happen. He's striving. He's 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 going to be okay. I talk to her. Like there should often. be a, a chorus of like people singing hymns in the background as you talk. Like, mm, he's striving. He's okay. Well, He's striving. He's gonna be okay. He's Why the fuck did okay. I just think about the theme song from Good Times? <laughs> <You started> <laughs> 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 